Bum, 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 bum. Pain. It's the only thing I know. Pain. The Celtics have lost. Our traditional intro is out the window because I feel nothing. <laughs> nothing! Uh, you are listening to Two Men in Pain on a podcast known as Amateur Hour about sports. I'm your host, Max, along with... Shreyas. And we will talk about painful sports. Amateur Hour! Welcome, welcome, welcome. Back to episode 68 of Amateur Hour. I have my sunglasses on. I have this shirt that I thought was a good luck charm throughout these playoffs that just stopped working. (laughs) Maybe I needed to wash it. I stopped washing it, and I was like, you know, I think that's the secret. Maybe I needed to stay clean. (laughs) Because it got progressively worse. Well, normally the superstition is you don't wash something, right? And then that becomes the... That's what I said. That's how I was thinking. Like the oh wow, <laughs> yo wow. Uh, part of that, folks, my uh, entire microphone just came up off my. Uh, I'm sorry, you can't. You couldn't see this. You couldn't see this on video camera, guys. But but he hit himself in the face with the mic. <laughs> he literally. <laughs> he literally. Okay. He literally, literally fight the guy. Your mic just gave you a right left. It did. It gave me the. It gave me a quick hook. <laughs> kept me fresh um so ladies and gentlemen we as you know uh the the nba has concluded the gold state warriors have won the nba finals and the celtics our beloved celtics made it to the final stage and lost and we will be talking about that loss today in pain we will be talking about some like usual some highs some lows some winners some losers uh and just kind of the general disappointment that we feel uh, but kind of the, the nuances and caveats that go along with that. So we've got a lot to unpack. Stay tuned for this entire episode. But we're going to get things kicked off with the weekly highs. The weekly highs. Uh, so I have this week the highs. My sports high is that I uh, kind of unrelated. I went to uh, the Diamondbacks game yesterday, the Arizona Diamondbacks baseball games are really fun when you go in person it's actually quick too it's like two and a half hours got They're there at 6 30 yeah ended it ended at like 9 10 which was fantastic it was the perfect amount of time just enough time for me to walk around get overpriced chick-fil-a they have chick-fil-a in the stadium they have oh, cold really? stone chick-fil-a wetzel's pretzels they, they have got a like cold stone in the stadium yeah yeah Wait, they have a uh, gym in the stadium wow why yeah, it's, it's called like mountainside gym or something but if you're paying you can get a pump there were people getting a pump during the game yo they really don't care about baseball (laughs) they're like they're like they're like yeah yeah honey i'm going to the i'm going to the d-backs game i'm getting a sweat on (laughs) (laughs) they're like well if i'm here i might as well lift (laughs) (laughs) like that is literally that's, that's literally like um like they put in a bowling alley. They're like, they're like, well, if you don't want to watch the game, how about how about a round? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, just uh, 
You just sweat a little bit, watch the D-backs mostly lose. But no, nobody was – well, actually, less people, I think, were working out last night because the D-backs won. They won 7-2, to and it was a, a great game. They hit some great freaking shots. I, I guess you don't say that in baseball. They hit some great hits. Yeah, you know, they hit, hit some shots, some like like if they're homers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A long oh, yeah. shot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Long yeah. shot. No, they they sent him into the crowd. The Diamondbacks so, were feeling the pitching of the Twins. Please play the Minnesota Twins. Pitching of the Twins, subpar at best. They really. I I saw yeah. one of their pitchers. I think it was their second guy on. Uh, for most of the game, had more balls than strikes. <laughs> by a lot. So he was walking people. He was just walking people. Like they took a tour of the bases. Yeah, it was. Bad. <laughs> it was tough. It. Here we have first base, and you know it kind of looks like all the others. But let's move on. <laughs> Literally just sent it. They had a guy. It was his first game. It was Buddy Buddy something called up from the farm league. Uh, so it was his first MLB game. Really cool to see. And that yeah. was that's kind of my sports high. It was just again a great experience. Not as fun because I didn't see Treyas at this one. Uh, if, mm. if everybody remembers, that was our boys watching that's baseball an, episode. That's an iconic picture too. It was iconic. <laughs> An iconic picture. Iconic picture. That was a great edit on that picture. That was like that. That was a moment too. That was. A that moment. was a moment. That was a moment. That was a good time. That was. A um, my personal high is that I actually I found a place to live, a new place to live. Um, mm. so my current group of roommates is breaking up, but that's okay. Uh, some of them <laughs> are moving back home. Some of them are moving to like on campus. So uh-huh. I had to find a new place to live, and I did. And there's a community pool, and it's got less space, but enough space. Rent is still absolutely insane, mm. but I'm really excited that I was able to like find something, lock it up, get it. I'm getting ready to decorate, getting ready to move over there. Um, and I'll be flying home, too, for a few weeks. So I'm very excited to be back. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll see Shreyas. Who knows? The return, um, of course. Oh, the prodigal son has returned. Has returned. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, yeah, so there's a lot, there's actually a lot, there's a lot of highs going on right now. A lot of highs. You'll be, you'll be, uh, miles high in a plane very soon. (laughs) He'll be here all week, folks. (laughs) Miles (laughs) Bridges! If we're doing, Trey, if we, if we ever do that, that announcer gauntlet, he's, he's getting my golden egg. Oh if yeah! Color. Wow, wow! We haven't done that in a while, have we? We haven't done that in a while. We, we we'll make a return to the gauntlet. We yeah. will. We will. We'll, we'll have a lot of time during the summer to 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 give the people what they want with the 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 games and the yeah things the, of that the, nature. The pick them so. your fifteen dollar bill the teams. We get some draft stuff coming up. We got a lot of stuff in the works, we and can break, uh, we can break down uh, like World Cornhole Championship. It's sports. It's professional <laughs> sports, people. It counts. Everybody's like, why don't you do football or tennis? And we're like, yeah, we're just going to skip to cornhole. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Belly flop you know, competitions. Actually, I will say about cornhole, this may catch me some flack. I don't know what our cornhole demographics look it's like fun. for listeners. Yeah, but the thing about professional cornhole, it gets boring for me. They just sink them every time. Well, yeah. Why am I watching it? I should be. Why playing. am I watching it? I'm yeah. A, it's better as an amateur when you don't know what's gonna happen, and you're surprised when you're when, like, "Holy crap!" It goes in. You're like, you're, "It's like 
But like when you're watching a professional do it, like if, am I gonna watch professional bowling or darts when it's literally like strike after strike? And then like the the crazy part of professional bowling is when someone gets nine pins instead of ten. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, nine pins. Oh, I can't believe it. He and choked I'm, it. <laughs> I get a seven and I'm like, I'm like doing a dance. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, if you get a, I'm yeah, like, get, get it done. Like getting a strike is a big deal. Yeah, oh, it's and, huge. It's huge. Yeah. If you're bowling over a hundred, that's a great day for me. If I can get like 110, oh, great day. Yeah. Yeah. Great oh, day. one. Yeah. A hundred. I would say, I would say at this point, a hundred, I need, I need to get over a hundred. But like, I need it. <laughs> I need it. I'd say, I'd say, if I get over one twenty, that's a good day for me. Mm. One twenty. No, I have I have friends. I have friends. Very that, solid. That are crazy. Like, crazy bowlers. Like I would. I I'd feel like sad bowling next to them if I ever did. Like like you'd see the score. You'd be like, you guys are playing together. Like two eighty to one. And, and me me, I got like a ninety. I'm like, yeah, no, it's just. And it was like my third game, and I'm like doing the doing the. I'm like, yeah, it's my warm up game, and I, I'm. It's really my fourth it's game. Your, your fourth game. <laughs> yeah, it's the old shoulder. Rotating like the shoulders, up. yeah. Oh man! All right, well, good. Look at look at these good vibes, everybody. Hey, thanks everybody for tuning in uh, to this episode. Really, really happy to have you. Uh, make sure that you are followed on our socials, our social media. We are uh, Amateur yep. Hour Podcast. Uh, I'll underscores in between the words on Instagram. Uh, amateur Hour Podcast on TikTok. Uh, amateur amateur pod on pod Twitter. On Twitter. Um, that's all we got so far. If yeah. You want to add me and Trey. On our and then we're on, ranking. obviously, on all on all streaming. On all streaming platforms. Apple Podcasts. Oh, and Spotify now has reviews. Apple Podcasts has reviews. So any reviews that you guys can leave, if you haven't left one already or if this is your first time tuning in, really helpful. All right. Mm-hmm. That is our last plug. All right. I'm feeling great. Let's get to the stuff that makes us sad. <laughs> The lows, Max. Uh, it's uh, I'll start with the personal. I'll start with the personal because it, I think I think you know where I'm gonna be going with. The yeah, I know where you. Low. Yeah. Um, but with the with the with the personal low, Max. I feel like um, illness has been a common, or or being under the weather has been a common theme throughout many of our lows this year. Um, yeah. One one of yeah. us one of us at all times I feel like is has been or while recording sick at like at like literally every time <laughs> like I don't remember the last time um and this week it, it it was me and uh so you might you might hear me being a little stuffed up I can definitely hear myself being stuffed up yeah you can um, feel it yeah oh yeah I'm my own echo chamber right now. yeah it's just like reverberating back into my throat like from the inside of my nose and back into my throat and i'm like i'm like am i talking to myself it's like hello 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 yeah so uh you know just getting over the common cold uh wouldn't say it's anything more than that as it was uh yes (sighs) but but uh but being sick sucks so yeah being uh, sick does suck a common cold this was was this like one of those like three day ones that sucks that you got a cold in june like it's this is when you're supposed to be like it's supposed to be getting warmer pollen is slowly going away you know getting a little bit better or i just at this point i I usually get used to it like like it's you like paul like allergies and pollen usually is like a spring thing for me and i like 
literally am like curled up in the ball on the floor. <laughs> and Pain. then dude, and you know you know that meme where it's like the the regular doge and then the strong doge? Yes. It's like yes. me it's like me in May and then strong <laughs> doge is me in July. Like that's where I'm, I'm, I'm that's where I feel. I feel my. You would say is just a, a small ball of yeah. sadness. <laughs> just yeah, just a small, yeah, <laughs> small doge on the floor. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. And being in June, you know, this is the weather. This is the summer. I guess that's the one thing where it's like, well, I'm fi- I'm feeling the summer vibe. Like you have the summer thing going on. I'm feeling the summer, summer by vibes. Calvin Harris is constantly playing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to find my summer anthem this year. Oh, true. Yeah. Got to find the summer anthem. We might have to figure that out. Yeah. But I think honestly, you know a song I've been bumping? Yeah. Fantasy by Mariah Carey. Oh. Fantasy baby. Oh, fire. Fire. Copyright. Copyright. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I don't think she'd uh be She comes opposed. in. <laughs> she heard me she heard my rendition and she said, uh no, you can you can take all the rights. You can take the master. <laughs> you can take my platinum. All right. No, that's well, a good song. That's a good song. Yeah. Yeah, that that's what I'm feeling so far, but it, it's not the official summer anthem yet. We don't know. Maybe. No. But no, the summer yeah. t- summer twenty two anthem is uh, still in the works. Still in the works. We'll let you and know. It's not from it. Drake's new album. <laughs> you heard it. <laughs> I didn't hate it. I, I didn't hate it either. I didn't hate I, it either. I just it's uh, the the vocal performance, uh, not my favorite. Of no, of but like the beats are good, man. No, they're like fine. Some of the, the first yeah. half of the album was kind of bad. And yes, then the, but then it gets into it gets like, better. Yeah. Yeah. Once he once after, he actually starts after I trying, think sticky it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Once he yeah once he yeah, once he actually starts trying, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I could do. Yeah, like, and then the last song with Twenty One Savage, like it yeah. was just, he, he was just like I I I said I was talking to my friends. I was like, that's the song. He was like, if you hated this album, this is for you. This is the one song you'll like because <laughs> he he threw that in and did not fit at all. Did and, not fit at all. Was Everything like, is like soft club beats. It's about Drake like making love, finding love, chasing love, and then all of a sudden it's him and Twenty One just no, like it's, going hard. It's the it's the song. You know how have you ever heard those? I know we're being off track right here, but you know. Um, <laughs> You know how well, I think what we're doing, Shrey, is we're coping from the pain. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Let us cope. Talk let us, about. Let us cope. Just let us cope. We're almost done. We're let almost us done. Cope. Have you heard those renditions of songs? You know how? Okay, so you know how they have like slowed and reverb songs and stuff like that, which I love. That's my like. Yeah. That's my stuff. Yeah. Um, have you ever heard rent like songs where it's like played in the bathroom of a nightclub? Like, have you seen those things? Yes. Like yes. this, this album feels like that. This album feels like you've just entered the bathroom at a club and the door has swung open and the song is playing and it's reverberating through the empty, empty bathroom. Mm-hmm. And you just like staring yourself in the mirror. <laughs> Swaying. Yeah. It's like, it's like many, it's like, I feel that about like many of like the weekends, early songs, like yeah. early works. Like this feels like that. It's just like you've, you're coming out of a rave. You're in the bathroom. You're like staring at yourself. You're like, gotta get back in there and then the song is playing with the door with the door swings open every time sweat dripping down my forehead <laughs> the condensation of emotional ecstasy and guilt at the same time fuels my <laughs> wild celestial 
uh, oh, what's the word? I'm looking for another word for like body. Oh. body. Yeah, you know, I, it's, all right. <laughs> all right. it's all right. It's all right. No, we're done. I've canceled myself. <laughs> <sighs> all right. So uh, we're going in. We're going to. Yeah. For the lows. Yeah, this is my sports. Straight, I know. And, and I'm just I'm just going to disclaim this. I'm just yeah. going to disclaim this is I'm going to try to keep this as clean as possible. Language wise. Yeah. May have to put the explicit tag on this. There may be some crude, colorful language. The Boston dialect may come out. TV so 14. TV 14. Uh, so I am disclaiming in advance. I apologize in advance. Mom, dad, I'm sorry if you're listening. We might have um, to make this MA for mature audiences only. Might have to make this MA because, yeah, we'll get into that. So you have been warned. Again, we'll try to keep it clean, but it may I may slip up in true Bostonian fashion. All right, Trey. All right. Max, the 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 sports low of my year oh. has been has been the Celtics losing game six of the NBA finals to lose um the championship and I at home so the I can't even finish the sentence. At home so <laughs> <laughs> so with 22 turnovers 22 turnovers this was like so much to unpack about this series in general and how how it was different from from everything else from all the other series that we've been through um what we said was the hardest road in the playoffs for any team right we went on record and said that and which i feel as though at this point looking back full retrospective pretty incontestable yeah. I mean, you start off with, with, with Brooklyn. And yeah. this is where – and let's let's start off on a high note, right? Let's just – before we get into what happened with the loss, let's look at the Celtics' journey and let's give them credit for making it to the finals, right? Mm. For making it to the finals. And this is what we talk about in the podcast all the time is broadening the scope, right? Giving credit where credit is due. And although the result was not what we wanted, for the Celtics to actually make it out of the East, mm. I am very – very happy with especially yeah. with a rookie coach a change of culture development in our superstars development in our role players i mean all in all a successful year and in that road right let's just take a look at that brooklyn nets with kd and kyrie mm-hmm. who were considered bench- the preseason fair favorites to make the finals even to win. win yeah to win right well that's a finals team swept swept i don't know how that happened that was mm-hmm. some of the most insane basketball in the celtics found stuff that worked it beat superstars both defensively and offensively then yeah. we go to the title defenders in the second round against the milwaukee bucks take them to seven with middleton it's a different series not saying win or lose but different series we were able to take Giannis, and Giannis was still prolific yeah i mean the was guy incredible. was you just realized that their shortcoming was the fact that they couldn't shoot threes and they mm. let the Celtics shoot threes. So Bucks yeah. make that adjustment, different team. Then we go to the Miami Heat who went to the finals, what, in the bubble, 2020. Yep. You know, a great team. Jimmy Butler. They got P.J. Tucker this year. Tyler Hero stepped up, became sixth man of the year. I mean, Bam Adebayo, you know, I know he wasn't as um, dominant in this series but again you have to take him into account he had a great game um and and so what did them in was their lack of depth really and injuries how many minutes they that forced jimmy butler to play throughout the series 
yeah was because they couldn't give him a break really um and it's interesting how that happened and we were on the other side of it being the celtics in that series and how that kind of came back to bite us in the finals Mm. right because of all the minutes that some of our starters played and the depth not really showing up in the series uh consistently as well so now going into the warrior series you're about to say max well, yeah, and going into the Warriors series, you are playing the Golden State Warriors, who have proven without KD, they are still one hell of a team. Mm-hmm. They are impressive. They are impressive. They have the pedigree. They have the championship experience. They've been to the finals freaking eight years. Six out of the last eight, right? Six out of the last eight. Yeah. And the two Which years they didn't make and it. And they've won four of them. Yep. And the two years they didn't make the finals, uh, Clay and Steph were hurt. Yeah. For majority of the that time. Yeah. So and, and so you see, and so you look at that whole journey for the Celtics, and the fact that the Celtics overcame that adversity, they stayed mentally tough and sharp. They made their shots, they made their plays on defense. And there were some great moments throughout this playoffs. That is incredible. Mm-hmm. And again, broadening the scope, and you look at the whole season and you look at the whole playoff run. I'm happy. I'm happy. Yeah. But we get to the finals. You just got to adjust your expectations, Max. Um, so in the grand scheme of things, I, uh, I'm i not going to uh, down. I'm obviously not going to downplay it because at the beginning of the playoffs, the first thing I said was right before we even played a game against Brooklyn, right when we were previewing that first round of the playoffs, I said that if the Celtics – didn't make it to the Easter Conference Finals, that this would be a a disappointment of a season, right? Yes, yeah. They not only made the Easter Conference Finals, they actually went over the hump, something that I didn't really expect, right? That's why I only said if they didn't make it, it would be disappointed. I didn't expect them to make it over the hump of completing the Easter Conference Finals and going into the NBA Finals. That was just not in my realm of thought at that at that time. So this is obviously... I want to first and foremost say this has been a success, right? And we can debate. Great success. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> My wife. Oh, God, the Borat guy's here. Hey, Yakshibash. <laughs> no, it's right. You're right. Great success. We could debate. Great success. We could debate how what type of success that was, right? So we could say minor success. We could say, you know, media success. We could debate that. That's something we could debate. But the baseline should be that this has been a successful season for this team, considering what we have given them flack for in the past, right? Yeah, yeah. You can't you can't disregard what their issues were in the past, and then once they progress even a step forward, say that oh well, you can't even like. You can't even do that. Like you can't even beat this team. Like you should have. You got this far, and you shouldn't have made. It. Like we'll talk about the shortcomings, but you gotta, you gotta, you gotta admit at least that whatever had been done up till this point, ha- you can kind of put that to the wayside as a previous era of the team, right? It feels like a new leaf has been, yeah, changed over, and yeah. and and you look at the offensive efficiency. The defensive identity that returned, and and I want to thank yeah. that in part to Marcus Smart hustling all year, 
right? DPOY, Al Horford making huge impacts on the defensive end. Rob Williams. I mean, this guy was staying playing healthy. on staying healthy. He, he, I will give him credit when he could have very easily sat out. This dude pushed himself to play on again, like a, a torn up knee that you could tell was bothering him a lot at times. And he still gave us again, what we asked for Shrey, mm-hmm. like at least just give us a 20 minutes a game. Yeah. play hard and he did in my god i mean if we could get him for 30 yeah we're winning we're winning even more games we're winning yeah. easier than we did because he is such an impact player yeah he is so, such an impact player so my hope going into the offseason is seeing him stay healthy get back to get back to 100 percent uh coming off the surgery because that's a guy now going into next season that not only are the Celtics going to be excited about, but I think the NBA is on a lookout for the 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 next step from Rob Williams. Something we didn't see in the Brad Stevens era. It felt like Rob Williams wasn't being trusted. Um, obviously, health was a concern. He had some back issues early on, some shoulder issues early on. But when it felt like when he was healthy, he wasn't. He didn't have that leash. Now with Ime yeah. Udoka, he's a forefront. And he's a borderline all-star when healthy. So it, that's, a, that's a guy that I was really excited about through this playoff front. And it hurt when he didn't perform well. And it really helped when he did perform well, right? So you, you, saw, the, you saw the performance he gave in game six. Like, even though we lost, he, he was a factor in that Dude scene, went in that down game. swinging. Dude he, went down swinging. Massive yeah. factor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, straight. Let's let's talk about the bad. And that's really for me games four, five, six. And I know we touched on game four. Yeah. Game four was the absolute masterclass by Chef Curry. I mean, and we did. We mentioned that. It's just how he was unstoppable. Now, Celtics saw this. They're like, we're not gonna let this happen again. So they adjust. They adjust for Steph Curry in game five. And they say, All right, we're gonna challenge you. We're gonna challenge you, Andrew Wiggins and Clay Thompson and Steve Kerr to beat us and Draymond to yeah. beat us without your best guy. And they essentially Steph Curry still had 20 something, but that in my book is effectively no, no, no. Neutral. five. He had 16. He had 16. Yeah. You neutral. Oh, there we go. Even better. I thought, okay. I apologize. I thought he had 20 something um, for Steph Curry. That is, that is neutralized. Like he will still get his, you know, 16 points is a fine performance for any other player, but uh, yeah. So, that being said, Andrew Wiggins turned up, and we didn't have an answer for him. Clay yeah. Thompson hit some huge shots in Game Five. We yeah. didn't have besides the blatant push off. <laughs> uh, and you look at it and you say, okay, the refs kind of made some questionable calls on both sides. And I hear from Warriors fans and Celtics fans, the refing was not great. Zach Zarba likes to just have his greasy little paws all over every game he refs. It is really annoying. I thought we were going to get Scott Foster in Game Six. Didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just tough. And some, some Tony brothers too, man, some terrible, terrible refing. He's not great. I, I'm sad that I know his name Yeah, because I shouldn't, we shouldn't know any of these refs names. Sh- no disrespect have, to the refs. You shouldn't as but, a fan have to look up the ref matchup and say, Oh, I know what we're getting today. That's, in, isn't that insane? That's mm-hmm. insane to me. If we have to like, look and be like, Oh no, it's Tony and Zach tonight. Like, Wow. That's so bad. And there's very few refs that I'm like, okay, we'll be good because this will be a fairly officiated game. Mm-hmm. That is yeah, sad to you me. You know what's funny? I, I saw we do that in NBA. We do that in the NFL too, right? Like like I know Ed Hockley. I know 
Like, you know what I mean? I know the his son or whatever. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's people, like, there's guys that, like, they they have to, especially in the NFL, it's, like, talking a lot. Like, having to show your knowledge to the crowd. This is what happened on this play when this guy did this, and so I'm giving him a 15-yard penalty. and. <laughs> First down, but I'm gonna put the spot of the ball back five yards because the, the time of the clock was to- like, you know what I mean? Like that's the wow. guy in the NFL. That's a big man with a lot of knowledge. <laughs> I'm impressed. So and they're like, the- yeah, yeah, and they're like the buff refs that are like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, they're men. They're stacked. Yeah, yeah. Um, penalty. <sighs> uh, <laughs> first yard NH- penalty. With the, the NHL, I couldn't tell you a single NHL uh, official name, a ref name. Yeah, just let them beat the crap out of each other, and that's what we want. Literally, no, literally no clue. But the NBA, for some reason, in the NFL, I got, I got to figure out. Oh, okay, I know what's gonna happen today. I know how long this game will take. Like, uh, like even if it's like, even if I'm not worried about the officiating from like you sh- and a player shouldn't be worried about how a game is uh, officiated. I guess you should just know what's gonna be how it's gonna be officiated, play through it, and then you know what I mean. Like that should be the what's happening. It doesn't mean that the ref isn't trying to insert himself into the game and that kind of slows the game down and bogs the game down. Like it, it, it just does. Pace of play. It does. It's just ridiculous. It's pace of play too. It's like these guys are on a roll and I don't care what team it is. You've got to let them play, whether it's the Warriors, the Celtics, the Heat, the Bucks, the Nets, the Nuggets, whatever. Let them play the game. I don't want to see you come in and be like, oh, that marginal contact is reason for me to stop the game. Because straight. You've played basketball when somebody like twists their ankle or something or somebody has to like sub out and go home. It, when you kill the momentum of the game, if you were up, you can lose. Yeah, because with those like momentum shifts, like you are literally hot. It's a game of runs. Da, 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 da. Yeah, it's very frustrating to watch. So point being outside of the refs, Celtics, frankly, quite honestly, beat themselves three yeah. games in a row. They crapped in their hands and they rubbed it in their eyes. And <laughs> the reason I say that, and what the, what the crap was, it was it was it was turnovers. And we've been talking about this stray for a long time. It's like take care of the ball, take care of the ball, take care of the ball. But instead, the Celtics like to break their own records. They go for twenty four. What was it in like the Milwaukee series? They had twenty two in Game Six. They had eighteen in Game Five. I mean. Come on, people. You're posting double-digit turnovers, bordering 20 every single game. That is embarrassing. We talked about it, Max, that 15 was that line. That 16, 16, 16 15 is the or line. Si- 15 or 16 is the line between basically a win and a loss through the playoffs for the Celtics. And I could tell when these games got out of hand in the first quarter, when I saw eight or nine turnovers in the first quarter, I said, I don't know if they can short, short, like shorten the amount of, uh, you know, like lessen the amount of turnovers in the second half to get to that 15 point and not have to go over because it really feels like once they get to 16 or 17, that it, it just, it just means an automatic loss. And that's what really happened. And it's yeah, really, it's really frustrating that, we have to look at a number and say, oh, if it's getting close to that number. Like, we shouldn't have to look at the turnover number and say that's what that's what did us in. But it felt like every time we were looking at the turnover and say, number and saying, you had 16 turnovers and they had 30 points off of turnovers. Like, that's kind of an issue. 
And it that's felt like that happened every game. Game right there. That and then missing free throws in game yeah, five. Ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous. I mean, you 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 shot yourself in the foot. It's ridiculous. like you you ten nine nine free throws. That is nine points. That was a game right there. And you know it's it, it's difficult because you talk about teams that you played right. Like so, Brooklyn played Claxton and Drummond, where they where their free throw shooting was a problem. Um. Milwaukee has Giannis, right? And hit and like he's not he's con, he's not consistent, but he's had games where he shoots well from free throws and he has games where he's not. Like he's not shooting. But he right? got so a lot better overall. He's yeah. got a lot better, but he's still he's still not like like a sniper at the line. So Yeah. And then and then um with with uh Miami, Miami was probably the best free throw shooting team that you faced, right? Of the of the first three. With, with 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 Golden State, you don't have that advantage anymore. Everyone on that team shoots free throws. So and, when and you, they're all like eighty plus. Yeah. So when when you were playing Drummond and Claxton, Claxton's missing ten free throws. Yeah, Tatum can miss two or three, and it's not going to be so bad. But when you're facing Steph Curry, and you're praying that he misses a free throw, not expecting it. And and Tatum on the other side, Brown on the other side, and Brown is missing two in a row in crunch time, right? Tatum too. Tatum smart. You know what I mean? Like, Uh, like Rob Williams was probably your best free throw shooter in that series. Even Horford was was pretty consistent. If he was gonna miss, he'd miss one. He'd at least make one. So that can't happen. That can't happen in the in the biggest stage against the team that you don't have really an advantage against against on these like on these like what i would call like uh like special teams type play like you know what i mean like with like when the clock is stopped and you need points you, those are free points yeah you don't have it, an advantage it, and you, no, you don't miss. have an advantage you're but you're literally straight it's with the turnovers too it's it's like if you are a ball handler right and you're getting picked clean which did happen sometimes right andrew yeah. wiggins Clay, even Steph, you got to really give them credit for their personal one-on-one defense, a lot of scenarios, right? If you're getting picked clean, that's a different story than making a terrible pass, sometimes right to a Golden State defender. I mean, Marcus Smart is guilty of this. Jalen Brown is guilty of dribbling off of his feet. Tatum sometimes like, dude, you make the pass predictable and readable, and you're playing against professionals. This is their literal job, and then you just you kind of like meatball it. And then you're surprised when a Golden State player takes it and then scores in transition. I mean, yeah, that for me. And 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 here's the thing. This is this is going to be my my hallmark statement. The reason why it hurts so bad is because, like we said, we're giving the Celtics their roses. We got to this stage, but the reason why it hurts so bad is because we played so poorly in the finals. Mm-hmm. Because we played so poorly, we reverted back to a first half of the season team. That's what it looked like to me. Yeah. We had problems with taking care of the ball. We had problems with defaulting to isolation. We have problems with not getting the people in, that you needed to get involved involved. And you can see the result. And that's why it hurts so bad. It's like the Celtics, we knew that they were capable of getting to the finals and winning a chip. I mean, this was a great opportunity. But it's when you get there, they mentally lapsed. And then all of a sudden, we're just like, well, okay yeah like to lose how they did repeatedly just feels 
so bad. Yeah. And what what hurt what hurt in this was obviously they're they're still all, all the way not there on on a maturity scale of understanding the moment, right? This is obviously their first time. You can't really fault them for not under, not knowing what that moment feels like or handling the pressure in in a in a positive manner. Um it felt like when they were talking about it in post game that um this was something that they understood what their flaws were and they were going to adapt to it right you, they were saying all the right things in post game but when it came down to looking at the actual product on the court it felt like the same story as the game before and the game before yeah. that and yeah. and i and i and i that's that's a level of that's a level of maturity that still needs to be there. And this is a relatively young team, right? Like Al Horford being the oldest player, he can only do so much in terms of walking and talking, right? It's got to be the players that are like that are younger that have the ability to be consistent like JB and, and Tatum and smart that are in their prime. And that, in that sense, um, it felt like what I saw a lot of Max was a lot of dribbling without purpose. And that's something you oh haven't my, seen. Oh my goodness gracious. So when you, when we talk about the turnovers, right. I'm not, I, I don't even, I, I mean, there's one thing that like we've seen throughout the playoffs, you know, JT getting into the teeth of the defense and then losing the ball. Same with Brown dribbling it off his foot on the baseline, things of that nature. Right. Right. But when you're dribbling and you don't know w- what your plan is going into the play, um, you don't know where people are. You're you're doing a lot of dribble to the baseline, turn three sixty, and then see who's open while you're in the air. Just chuck it and see if it reaches one of the guys you think is open. It's not gonna work out, and that's not a, that's not what we saw in the first three series, Max, or at least in the the Brooklyn series. It felt like that was their peak basketball. Looking back on it, that was incredible movement it was tenacity it was when they got down they played the right way to get back up and they stayed there right it wasn't there was a sense of security and they stayed there there. (laughs) up down up down but but no no no. yeah sorry keep going keep going yeah yeah well that that it felt like it progressively got worse throughout the playoffs it felt like the peak was how they played in the the brooklyn series so was that fatigue is it fatigue? Did they just get tired? Did they mentally let themselves go? It may have been, yeah. And it's not even an excuse. It because they kind of they had opportunities to close series early, right? The Milwaukee series, you had a chance to close early, and you played that game five terribly at the end. Um, just like you could not have botched that game in the fourth quarter as much as you as as well as you had, right? Having that lead and then losing it within like a two minute span. Right. So you could have closed that series early. You could have closed the Miami series, right? And then you let uh Butler go for, for 47 or for whatever at home. At home, right? So you could have really had a couple of breaks going into yeah. going into the playoffs. And one thing we brought it brought into our uh, preview max was talking about the breaks that each of the teams had 
going into the finals with the Warriors and Celtics, right? And, and with the which Warriors, one's more beneficial, right? Yeah. And so with the Warriors, uh, I assumed that they had a larger break than they really did. But when I saw that they only had a seven, eight day break, I was like, "Well, that's a perfect time for a break. Like that's a perfect amount of time that you need. You get a week break. You can split the practices up. You can take a couple of days off, rest, rejuvenate, especially for some of these older players on the team, like." Um, Andre Curry. Iguodala. Yeah. <laughs> I want Iguodala. Um, Fate of the planet on the line. Laser beam pointed at Earth. <laughs> I give me Iguodala. Iguodala. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. Like Curry, Thompson, Draymond, people that you know, they have seven days to rest. But with the Celtics, they had, what was it, two or three days to rest? Right? They, oh, it was they, like three. Yeah. Sunday. And then their first game was. It was a Tuesday. Th- it was uh it was Wednesday or Thursday, I think. So oh yeah, right Sunday game oh, yeah, seven. Yeah. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off. So three days off. It means a lot, especially when you have people like Horford. Right, he's a key. He's been a key player for you all series. All but playoffs. he's also but he's thirty six. Right, and he's playing forty minutes a game. So if he he him on short break is gonna wear him down more than Tatum or Brown, Rob Williams, who's playing obviously playing hurt could really use six, seven days of break. And I think Tatum and Brown mentally and Marcus smart mentally to, to get back in and, and to rally the team and to rally themselves and, and refocus on what the goal is. Because, you know, here's the thing. Tatum talks a lot and he's like, uh, my only goal is to win the NBA finals. So like, yes, that's great. You got to the NBA finals and you stopped performing. And the thing was that we're everybody, everybody in Boston was like, oh, it's JT. Like, he's a superstar. He carried us through Brooklyn. He carried us through Milwaukee. Like, he had a 46-point game. Like, we'll see him turn up and show to us what he's capable of, right? He's not just going to roll over and die. Mm-hmm. Well, how wrong we were. Mm. Oh, we'll talk about Tatum in a second because that's a, that's a whole category in itself. And there's a little bit of slander going on. And I, I some of it I can agree with. To be to be completely honest, some of it I can agree with, and I'm not going to use youth as an excuse. So I'm, yeah, and so we'll talk about this, but um, a lot of it's going to get out of hand, um, and it's already gotten out of hand. But definitely, but uh, it's going to be more of a wordy for me than already saying statements about how he's going to play and his career is going to it's going to be more of some 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 wait and see some confusion some some anxiousness of what type of player are we getting from J- as jason tatum so we'll talk about that but um let's move on well to- well yeah and, and and just just to kind of just reiterate and just bring just bring up your point about kind of the fatigue and the and the the playing versus the series but I, the, the whole playoffs went on yeah, that Shrey, that that I actually I, I I think that's a great point. It's like we started off with Brooklyn and we swept a championship team. Mm-hmm. You can say that we swept a championship team. The Celtics found what worked, and here's the thing that gets me: it's it's when they started to go away from what works, and what works is ball movement and team basketball. Yeah. Draymond Green even said the easiest team to guard is a team that doesn't move. Mm. We saw in Milwaukee. Giannis started having problems when he was the only one ISOing and taking the ball up. It's different because it's Giannis and he's literally built like I've never seen a person built before in my life. So he can get away with it a little bit more. But we saw by the end of a seven game series, 
he's he's getting tired. He's missing bunnies. Because well, that offense was that offense, especially in that series, was predicated on Giannis driving, being the only one that drives. the The other bucks are at their spots, not stagnate. Right, they're waiting for Giannis to kick, and there's no movement, so it's easy to obviously not to guard a a still body. And the Celtics had the body, like in Grant Williams and in Horford, to stop the drive that Giannis wanted. So that he couldn't effectively have the defense close in on him and kick all the time. That's not something that the Warriors had a problem with because when someone like Draymond gets to the middle of the floor, Curry and Thompson are running screen. They're, they're running screens for each other. They're, they're moving. Yeah. They have so many back screens. Curry is running off two screens getting open you know what i mean like it's just he's they're so adept without the ball and that's not, that's not something that milwaukee was used to and even miami was used to being a jimmy butler predicate uh like dom ball dominant team in that series as well so well but we said it was we said we said superstar power is only going to get you so far it will not win you an nba championship yeah we saw on golden state steph curry as a superstar had like one absolutely insane game the other games he relied on his teammates and he was still moving off ball still you know creating motion creating confusion getting the shots in the open windows and what you said last week i really really agree with mm-hmm. or last week or two weeks ago have Tatum move off the ball. Yeah. One of my favorite plays from the playoffs, and I'm sure people, if you've been watching this, you've seen the highlights. It's where he Tatum is on the wing. He passes it inside to Derek White. Derek White goes around. He, Derek White starts cutting. Tatum actually ran around the screen without the ball, ran back out to the three-point line. Derek White, easy pass, wide open Tatum, wide open three. It, Max, if you saw game six, um, aside from Tatum's performance in the second half where he was basically non-existent. Two points. But, the, but yes, the one bucket that he had, if you remember, Max, was Rob Williams and uh, at the top of the key. Tatum cut, and Rob Williams threw a perfect pass to Tatum for a dunk. Um, and that was Tatum without the ball. And it feels like at moments when Tatum is struggling with the shot, he wants to Give create. Up the rock. Yeah. He wants to create. He wants to be the person that either creates for others or creates for himself to try to get himself going, and he's not really allowing others to get him going. And I, I agree. I agree. That's an issue that Curry doesn't really have because when Curry's shot isn't going, they get him so much more involved without the ball that even even if he doesn't want to to shoot. Right, he's not making the first pass off of a off of a half court set, right? Draymond is, or Poole is, or Wiggins is. Like they have, they have guys that are willing to take the ball up and start plays without Curry having to be the play starter, and that's something that Tatum isn't yet comfortable with. It seems like. Well, and the other thing too is I want to talk about briefly. So when we go to this isolation, right, and so. So that that that's our point is that we know what works and that's team basketball and ball movement, right? Feeding it inside a simple inside outside game. Al Horford to Derek White to Peyton Pritchard to Grant Williams, whatever. Yeah, moving the ball was. I mean, Trey, I swear to God, every time I was like, every time we did successful plays or even just shared the rock, 
we would pretty much score. I don't mm-hmm. care what series it was. And we had some great runs in the finals where when the ball was moving, we were beating the Warriors. We were beating the Warriors. Yeah. So it boggles my mind why they decided to go back to isolation. And here's the thing about isolation uh, on the Celtics and with Tatum in particular. When you watch Jason Tatum, uh, he reminds me of a D1 prospect, Geo Wise, where he is. <laughs> laugh, laugh, everybody. Laugh. Give me my hate. Give me my flack. When you watch Tatum dribble, he does not move. He stays in one spot and he does not create the balance shift that is necessary to get. <laughs> you really like that take, huh? Uh, I did not expect a geo wise uh, D one prospect geo wise shout out <laughs> that I every one of his videos makes my blood boil. <laughs> I will say that I will say <laughs> anyway, but but okay, but you watch Tatum. Tatum doesn't move. He's he's doing these tight handles and these fancy moves, but he's physically not moving across the court. When you mm. watch Steph Curry and when you watch Jalen Brown and when you watch Kyrie and Trey Young and J- like Jamal Crawford back in the day, when you watch these really exceptional ball handles, even Chris Paul, Chris Paul is able to change his angles. All these guys that I just mentioned and many more are able to change their angles and shift and actually cover ground. JB, yeah. he uses I'm the giving whole him court. His, he uses they the, use the whole court. court. Yeah. And I'm giving him I'm giving JB all of the roses in the world for him to be healthy again, for him to to play hard and for him to have a 30 piece in the, in in game 6 mm-hmm. going down swinging mm-hmm. uh and and actually he was actually able to get a lot of touches which we need more of. He's that guy. He's him. He's him. So JB roses wrapping up my point you need to move when you are isolating, right? Like Tatum needs to like fake a drive, step back. That gets your defender physically shifting. And when you're six eight, six nine, that is huge because now you can beat him with a single step and a single dribble. Now you're in the lane and you're either getting fouled or like making a bucket. Yeah. It's simple as that. And so for Tatum to just sit there and then sidestep, come on. Well, he was he was actually effect more effective and it was interesting because I got to a point in the series where I actually wanted him to to stay at the three point line because it felt like every time that he was getting into the into the paint, it was the he doesn't same know how to finish a layup. Yeah. Well yeah, well it was the same thing as they were defending him the same way off of layups, off of contests, and he wasn't doing anything to change how he attacked the paint. Right, he wasn't moving without the ball in the paint. He wasn't, um, you know, he wasn't trying to post anyone up. So it felt like he was most effective straightaway threes, and just kind of face up hitting a three because that was where he was getting the most space. But when he got that, like, but because his like philosophy didn't change throughout the series he wasn't as effective for a whole game, right? And we look at some of these game uh, logs for Tatum, right? And he's having, he has 28 or he has 22. And you're like, in in, a, in any scenario, you look at the box score and you're saying, that's a decent game. You should, you know what I mean? Like he, he made a decent output. But if you looked at how, how those games were played, I couldn't tell you a time that no, he, yeah. he, in and, he and only him, affected the game when anyone couldn't right and 
when I look at that, uh, I think it was game three when we had that great fourth quarter and right Tatum had eight, but who else had eight? Smart had eight, JB had eight. So he was able to get space to, to get his shots and to get going because other players were going. But the mark of a great player and a superstar is when others aren't going, can you do enough to keep your team in it? When you're down four, can you hit a bucket? You Well, you look at LeBron, and LeBron's stands are in shambles right now, but you look at LeBron, and LeBron does exactly that. LeBron does exactly that. When LeBron says, oh, crap, my team isn't doing well, LeBron goes and gets a bucket. Yeah. He he does it. He's done it. He's killed teams. I mean, that's why he's he's that's why he's one of the greatest of all times because he will kill people. He's like, okay, we need to score. We're down four. We're down six, and it's getting close to crunch time. Mm. LeBron goes and gets a bucket. Yeah. Jason Tatum goes, and let's just try. Let's just transition. Let's just talk about Tatum. Uh, Tatum goes and he'll just he'll just sit there. He just he he fails to back down smaller guards like Steph Curry and Gary Payton, and Steph's defense is taking a step up. But come on. Yeah, he's, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be dominating him, or at least his mindset. No, I don't think so. I think it is a weak mindset. Jason Tatum has set an NBA record. It's greatness, greatness defined. One hundred, one hundred turnovers in a single NBA postseason. Wow, a hundred straight. That's like. 250 points that you just gave away. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. Cause that conversation probably wouldn't have come up through the, and I didn't come up obviously through the first three rounds that he was getting close or that, you know, because the way that the Celtics were playing through the first three rounds, right. Especially the first two rounds, it felt like whatever they were doing was sustainable and that there was nothing really to key in on as why are they playing bad in the bad spots? Because they'd always bounce back. But in a series where they weren't really bouncing back the way, like even in the win, you felt, okay, this team is, you know, going to go through a lot and it's going to take a lot because of the punches that they're taking in the third quarter, especially like it felt like they, uh, this only became an issue once they got went up against a team that could really take advantage of that specific stat, the turnovers, right? And the way the Warriors play is they play fast and they play in transition and they break your heart when you hit and you get a turnover, you, you make a shot. And then on the next bucket, you brick it and then they come down the court, they hit a three and you're like, wow, the, what it like, whatever momentum. Pain. Yeah. yeah. So that's when you see the, the Tatum a hundred turnovers and you're like, wow, like that shouldn't be in, in the conversation that over, over a, a month and a half, two month period that it feels like you've, you've continuously, played the same way without any change right and that's what the 100 or turnovers means to me is that even in the wins even the good plays and the good times he's still he's still playing the same way like the team is obviously going to take care of the winning is going to take care of all of that like the winning but if his play isn't going to change 
then it's going to be difficult when things get rough and things get tough. And it ended up, that's what happened. Well, that's exactly what happened. And now we're like, we're waiting there. And I feel like that, that, that meme of a skeleton in a chair is waiting for Jason Tatum to turn up. And there, there was so many people, these, these pregame threads on the Celtics subreddit, just conversations that I'm having is people were saying, oh, well, Jason Tatum's a superstar. He's not going to stay this quiet or this cold. We got game five and six. That's JT's time to shine. Like he had a couple rough games, you know, game one, he was passing all over the place. Great. You know, game three, he was able to actually step up. But then after that, man, game four, five, six, he was a Mm non-factor, simply put. You're in game six, an elimination game, and you score two points, and you are you are that guy. You are the superstar. It wasn't for lack of touches because he got his touches, but you score two points in the second half. That's a James Harden-esque performance. Mm-hmm. And we ripped James Harden, too, when he lost that last game. of the series. We ripped him, and so that's what I'm saying. So Jason Tatum, well, I'm not saying – I'm not going to say anything about his career or his future. I just want to talk about now. Because everybody has the opportunity to improve or regress. It's it's remains to be seen. I have the confidence that Jason Tatum will continue to be great. You know? I mean, he really was huge at the beginning of the playoffs and throughout the season. But you gotta but, be nervous, Max. And how does I do. he, how 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 is he gonna play in the big moment, right? Obviously you can bad, say bad. Like so it's in in you can say that we can say that yes, this is the first opportunity in the big moment right but but when you look at a when you look at a a lebron or a d wade or you know what i mean like when they got to that big game regardless of how they really played like you knew that it was it was going to be their time at some point in that big moment you got to be worried that is is he going to is he going to affect the game on the biggest stage and is he going to be like he's got to have to be motivated coming off of this loss right to to feel like i'm going to do whatever it takes to put my team in the same position and never have to have them go through what happened last time he needs to have that mindset. That's the only way they're going to come back. Max, there's been so many teams in the past that we thought were going to make it back to this point. Right? And 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 one team that Okay, see. That's the team that that's the team that people bring it back to. But the, but that's a great point. In the thunder. Exactly. Exactly my point. So when so this is the thing is when when I hear the excuse, "Oh, he's still young." I don't care. I frankly do not care. This he is what he is. Everybody is different. The time is freaking right now. We are not guaranteed to be in this position next year. The East may get better, it may get worse. Mm-hmm. The teams will be different. And that different composition across the board, the Celtics will be different and every other team will be different. Players will either retire, they'll move on, get kicked off, players will be drafted and added, they'll be, you know, called up from the G League, whatever, it is going to be a different scope. Superstars are going to be better or worse. Mm-hmm. It's different every year. Yeah. So to, so to say, oh, well, injuries. Well, they're, they're still young. Injuries. Injuries. That You're rolling the dice with injuries every single year. JT could get hurt next year. Rob Williams could be out for the season. You know, we don't know what's going to happen. I'm, I'm, I'm knocking on wood. I don't like knock that. It, <laughs> knocking on wood, but if we don't have Rob Williams, we're not here. 
If we don't have Al Horford, we're not here. If we don't yeah. have Grant Williams for the first two series, we're not here. Mm-hmm. Right? So there is no guarantees for better or for worse. So I cannot hang my hat on that hill. And I keep seeing it, and I keep seeing people pop up. They're like, oh, we got to make these offseason moves. Like, we'll get back. No. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing is, like, saying that we'll get back is not up to to you. It's up to the <laughs> right? <laughs> the armchair GMs in shambles. What yeah. do you mean? <laughs> it's I know to, exactly what moves we need to meet. We need, we need a floor general. So, all right, it's up to the player. It's, it's up to the player to be motivated, right? And when I look at this team, this team can get back to the finals as currently constituted, but the change has to be internally and ment- and has to be like within each player. It's it it's not a if you're expecting external circumstances to continue to help you try to get back to this point, it's Injuries, never gonna it's yeah, never gonna love. help. It's never gonna help you, right? It's never right. gonna be the way you want it to be. Yes, in this case, external circumstances got it, it were a played a part. But next year, you may you may face teams that are in full health. The only thing that's going to change is how you attack the game and how you plan out the game. And if you're not motivated to to get back to that point, playing different than how you played the year before and improving upon it, then you're gonna be you're gonna be a first or a second round exit because you're gonna expect teams to think, oh, this is the team that w- went to the finals last year. Let's just lay down and die. And they're not going to do that. They're going to no, come at your actually, neck. Actually, they're going to come at your neck because now you have a target. They want to say they want, they're the one that took down the reigning champs. Yeah. yeah. Or or the people who were in the finals. I mean, that's what happened to the Suns. The, in the Suns, that's – example A, Shreyas. Yeah. That is what happened to the Suns. They had a relatively similar roster. They had all the talent in the world. They were relatively healthy. They took it for granted, and mm-hmm. they got knocked out in the second round. They got beat by like forty points in their their elimination game. Yeah, nothing is guaranteed. And if you told me that the Suns were going to go out like that, I would have said, "No way, no way." Yeah. The Suns are going to the finals. I said, "Suns, Suns going to the finals." I was legitimately that is what I thought based off of how they played during the regular season. And you say nothing is guaranteed. There's a real chance now, looking at all the the news that DeAndre Ayton. Oh, might God. not be a part of the team next he's year. He's not. He's gone. He's so, gone. so to see things that may f- like things switch so quickly. Well, that you Mavericks- have to seize the moment when you have it, and you have to at least understand that if you never get back to this point again, did you do enough in the moment to say that you're proud of what happened? At that at that moment, right? Like, obviously, overall, the Celtics should be proud about what they did, but I feel like they they didn't leave it all out there in that final series when they when no. they really had a, an opportunity to do so, even if they didn't mean they ended up losing. So, right, right, and this is right, and all this is not to say that the Warriors aren't still winning. Yeah. It's not to say the Warriors aren't still winning, but to, I would rather have seen close games that are down to the wire, back and forth, or again, the Celtics to win one in three games to win mm-hmm. one game. Mm-hmm. The only guys who I feel truly left it out there, and 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 before I name these names, I want to name Derek White, Peyton Pritchard, Grant Williams, okay? I've seen that they're catching a lot of flack. It is their job to be role players. To do that, they need to get involved and they need to have minutes and they need to have the green light and the opportunity to shine. They didn't always have that. Grant Williams, mm. 
Grant, Grant Williams, Williams. Grant Williams. I'll say that it's a it's a part Man, of Richard played seven minutes in the like the last two games. Yeah, but I'm also I'm also not gonna I'm gonna say that and we'll talk about the off season what they what they would need to improve on next. But Grant Williams, it felt like his just his involvement when in the minutes that he was playing wasn't as impactful, right? And but you're not getting as many minutes in the series. But because, how did he go? Well, betray. How did he go from sh- having twenty five points against the Bucks mm-hmm. to to shooting two shots? Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's, what happened? That's an is it coaching? Dis- it's an involvement thing. And in 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 my point being right is like we look at them, Shrey, and we're like, okay, obviously role players need to step up. It, they're not Jason and Jalen. They're not gonna. They may like win you a game. They're not gonna win you a series. They're not superstars. For they sure. are here to supplement the star power that you have and to sure, create that well-rounded team. So I'm not mad at these three guys. Derek White, I, I like his hustle. Peyton Pritchard, I like his confidence. Grant Williams, I like a lot of things about him, his defense especially. But I'm not mad at them because they... they, they it starts with I, your stars. Yeah. It starts with your stars. The three guys that I want to I want to give all the credit to that, that played their heart out and I feel like really left everything out there, Jalen Brown, like I mentioned before, Rob Williams, like we mentioned before, and Al Horford, like we mentioned yeah. before. I mean, these three guys played like they wanted it. They understood the stakes. And it's so hard when you have somebody on your team who doesn't. <clears throat> JT, <clears throat> Marcus Smart, where did that guy go? Uh, it's so hard when you have players on your team that don't. But these three guys, they're getting all their props. I am incredibly impressed with them. And I want them to be those guys going forward. Yeah. And it made me feel it made me feel differently about especially going into next season about who I want kind of in those big moments um going forward. And it and the narrative's gotta change, I feel like, because when you talk about and, and I, what I mean is Jalen Brown is I feel who I feel better in those clutch clutch moments at this point in at this point in time coming off of this playoff series. And especially off this playoff series. Jalen X phenomenal just phenomenal throughout the playoffs at keeping keeping the Celtics in it when it felt like they were under the water and it felt like they were just gonna be you know what I mean they were just like gasping for air and he would he would bring them up to the surface many times and that's tougher that's that's way way tougher than when you're up by two or when you're up by five and you're kind of, you know, you get into a groove and you're piling it on, you get it up to 10. It is so much tougher when you're down seven and you're trying not to get it down to 10 or 15. Right. And so he did that count. He did it multiple times throughout this playoff run uh, in the Brooklyn series in the Milwaukee series in the Miami series. He even did it in this series. Right. So going into next season, that is someone that I would want more in that, in that role going forward, especially when games get tight and stop taking touches away from him. Yeah. Stop. But that, that narrative max is going to have to change a little bit. Tatum's going to have to take that, that get that trust back from, from people. You know what I mean? The, the matchup nightmare that he could present if he was able to, to be that right person at the right time when you need him most kind of get, put the cape on. Superman. Yeah. Like he could he could that's a matchup nightmare, right? A guy six eight 
with you handles. Say who, can sh- who can shoot who can sh- the lights out? Who yeah. can shoot over anybody? Who has who's long? Who can defend at a? Who can defend really well? Right for his position. That's someone that he should be counted on in those moments, but he's going to have to gain that trust back from fans. Right now, that trust is going all to JB. So we'll have to see if he can gain that trust back. Then it's gonna be it's gonna be a different it's gonna be a different uh type of team really. And you'll never know who's gonna take over at one time. But if JB's not having it in one game, it's gonna be tough for me to think that Tatum is gonna take over consistently. Well, we, well, we've seen that right. We've seen J- JB have struggles or Tatum have struggles, and then we're looking to the other person. And sometimes that fire does not. Sometimes it doesn't come. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're like waiting for them to go off and. We just lose the game. We just yeah, lose the game. Because there's just not enough time to wait that long. Yeah. So again, yeah. Well, I agree. It's definitely important. Yeah. No, JT. JT really did lose a lot of trust. Because again, having the most turnovers ever is insane. And then again, you're in an elimination game and you have 13 points. That, yeah. 13 points. Yeah. And we thought, especially going into game one, right? Or go after game one, we thought, okay, if he has the ability to affect a game, by a sister. Uh, defensively and by and by making the right pass and being purposeful with the ball, then his scoring obviously in games where he can't, he's not, you know, putting the ball in the hole, can still be effective. Those games can still be effective, but he can't have a game where he's not shooting well, and then in key moments when you when you need him to be purposeful with the ball, he's just throwing the ball away or he's turn, you know, he gets to the baseline. He doesn't know where he's going. He has to turn around. He's checking the ball at Draymond or something like, you know what I mean? Like it's, that's where, that's where the inconsistency falls. And that's where he's really going to have to figure out in the off season. How is he, how is he going to be more consistent offensively, obviously shooting and uh, the rack. getting to the rim. Yeah. And getting to the rack. And how is he going to be effective in movement? and playing without the ball and and understanding how defenses play him right so obviously it's not going to be easy for you you're a player with the target on his back being a star and you know considered a superstar in some in some places defenses are going to play you different it's your job to figure out how they're playing you and 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 you know and and rise above it a, a, yeah. a great player rises above any sort of target that he has on his back. So that, that that's something yeah. we're going to have to see now from, from Tatum. And uh, I'm, I'm, I have, I have confidence that he's good. He can be, he can be the type of player that rises above it. We've seen him gain trust year after year. Right. And this is a year where he gained more trust from, from fans over the course of the year. Obviously in this past series, he hasn't, um, it didn't pan out that, he could be consistent on the biggest stage, but if we're looking at the grand scheme of things, right? If we look at the year on date, that there's a growth there. The next step is if if he if he can get back to that bigger that big stage and be consistent, right, in the playoffs, where when you count on him, he knows how to play and he knows when to when to he he has a better feel for that bigger stage. That's that next step, and that's when he'll start to gain more trust. But it's going to be a little bit of a road back to get to that point. Uh, some 82 games. 
<sighs> yeah. But like we said, nothing is guaranteed and nothing in, in, in what I really want from him. What I really, really want from him is two things. Be able to finish through contact, like mm. with contact. Don't just avoid it, which, you know, I get it. When I play, I like to really avoid the contact and try to like finesse around. Yeah. Sometimes to be the best, you got to finish through contact. And the other thing too, and this is a simple attitude adjustment, stop looking for calls. Yeah. Stop looking for fouls. That yeah. really shot us in the foot this series, this season too. Um, JBJT. Well, it hurts yeah, us on well, the defensive end when he doesn't get back because he's he uh, he's on the ground uh, trying to get the call because he he just said he he took a layup and he was trying. He, he thought he ground. was fouled. It doesn't matter. It's like it's like you are not going to get the call. They're not they're not going to switch it for you, sir. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a simple thing. But I am tired. I am sick and tired of seeing throw his hands up and then yeah jog waltz back you don't want to you don't want to end up and i feel like james harden is a cautionary tale at this point but you don't want to end you up you don't like want to be james harden yeah at a philly it, strip club <laughs> well J- james harden and uh, he's really affected at the beginning of the season by not getting the calls that he was getting and it never he never got in the right mind state of how to play he never could play a game where it didn't mean that he was trying to get calls. No, he and, just missed Houston. He just missed Houston. No, well, you saw how he you saw how he sucked in the beginning of that for in the beginning of oh, last year. Oh yeah, because he wasn't getting we, the calls. We talked about it. We talked about it. Yeah, he was a guy who who made his living, made his bread at the free throw line. Yeah, and, and he, then they changed the rules, and they're like, and and then when he could never get out of that mind state. Jason Tatum's got to look at someone like James Harden and he's got to be like, you know, if I ever get into that mind state, I got to snap out of it quick because if, if I play every game like that on the biggest stage, it's going to hurt me the most. And, and who do fans like better? Who do fans like better? I like a guy who's going to play through everything and just shut up and get back. You think mm-hmm. Kevin Garnett, when he thought he got fouled, sat there and whined? No, I mean, I, I mean, there's a wine, there's a wine element to to every player nowadays. It's how it's how you reel it in that shows me. My point being you know is mean? that like if Curry, there was a defensive, you know what I mean, like Curry, Curry wines and Draymond wine. Like, I mean, the best players will try to get calls, right? It's just about how are you going to play through it instead of expecting everything, and the expectation is what hurts us. It's not, it's not the um. It's not how it's not the it's act not, of one call being like, hey man, exactly. I thought that should have gone. It's not it's not yeah, what yeah. is actually happening. It's we are expecting something to happen, and that's getting into our head more than what is actually a reality. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The yeah, reality yeah. You're is, right. is not you're gonna get the call, but if you expect yourself to get the call every time, then you're gonna play a different way and it's gonna get in that that's gonna be the mindset you're having. But when Curry whines, it feels like the next play. He's doing whatever it takes to get a bucket. And he doesn't care. He's just gonna keep he's gonna keep coming at you relentlessly. But with Tatum, he's doing everything to see if he can get a right to, up to the point of a whistle. Yeah. And consist yeah. and he, he has moments where he plays through a lot of contact and he's just he goes up there and he feels like what you feel like wow, he got fouled there and he made it and he kept going. 
but well, straight, it wasn't it feels like, here on the biggest stage. Yeah, it feels it, like that's it's when the, the game thing. is going good, Max. That happens. But when right, the game when it's isn't going, going good, good, it's great. Yes. Yeah. Right. And, and what's the mark of greatness? Better. And what's the mark of greatness? Yeah. So let's yeah. let's just quickly let's just think about what this offseason holds. Yeah. And what if you were to make one or two moves? Yeah. Trey, what are those moves for you? And that can be those moves can be retaining a player. Yeah. As much as it could be bringing in somebody else. What role do you think we have to fill? Like, what do you what what are you doing this offseason? Because I agree with you. I think that this core is pretty pretty solid. Yeah. Can I give you Can I give you uh, three moves? Give me Give me three moves. Give okay. me three moves. I'll, I'll try to order them. My top move. Get John Moran. <laughs> I agree. Anthony Davis. <laughs> Oh no, Carmelo Anthony! No, I'm just thinking of all the remember all the old uh, rumors that we had: Demarcus Cousins, Carmelo oh. Anthony, Anthony Davis. Remember, those are all like like pipe when dream KD, moves. When Katie was in Boston and sat down with Tom Brady. No, 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 we, no, 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 no. He we went to the Hamptons and met with him at a house in the Hamptons, and we oh, brought, he was never here. No, no, no. We brought no, no, no. He had everyone come to him. We had Tom Brady, Grossbeck, like all the uh, Brad Stevens, uh, Pagliuca, like all the management, and Kelly Olenek. <laughs> we put Kelly Olenek on the plane to talk to KD about coming and to And here's our whitest representative of the team. Hi. He was, Me, really our best, he was really our best player. He, got, he was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna break Kelly Olenek. He was like, Yeah, man. Dark times. Oh, you, you, see games, right. you saw Game Seven against Game Seven against Washington. That's what you could see every night. <laughs> the clinic. <laughs> the clinic Olenek. <laughs> Olenek the clinic. Oh, okay. Uh, all, right, all right. What? Yeah. What? No. What moves are you actually making? All right. Yeah. I want to start with bench. A bench shooter. When I look at how Golden State is constructed, right? When Steph or Clay are off the court, you have a you have a, a guard in pool who offensively can 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 really get your bench going. We don't have a guy on our bench that can get others going, to be honest. Right? Derek White is a is a guy that gets going from others and then also like when he creates a shot like he's kind of in the in the middle right he's not the greatest ball handler he still makes kind of these rookie-ish garden mistakes where he kind of goes crazy with the ball and then doesn't understand what he's doing and leaves leaves oh no i'm stuck (laughs) yeah yeah he's an oh no i'm stuck he's a help uh i'm falling and i can't get up and type of guy um (laughs) (laughs) he's spamming his life alert yeah we don't have we don't have a guy that can really uh control the game coming off the bench offensively right get get his own shot can shoot the ball um they had that in the warriors with jordan Poole. they brought him Uh. off the bench and he and in times when they needed him obviously he had a, a harsh couple games first couple games after game three, he he would go on, you know, mini runs here and there, six straight points. He'd get a bucket when you need him. He'd end quarters with a 
bomb three from like 40 feet right like he would do stuff that you were like dang like that's like you don't really have a break yeah but it feels like when the celtics bench came out max it felt like the other team kind of got a break right like if it's jb and all the role players it felt like like they didn't have another guy that they had to really go to in those like or they didn't have to guard in those moments so i'm gonna start with the bench uh control ball control guy but it has to be like an offensive player right someone who does who knows their role as a bench player doesn't expect starter minutes or anything like that but can affect those uh 25 to 30 minutes perfectly like you're talking about bench scoring bench scoring bench scoring bench scoring but also like he they should be able to handle the ball like they should have some sort of handle, right? But like you need some offense off the bench. So that's one. My second one is going to be, and this is dependent on Al Horford. And if he comes back, but if he comes back, you can't run him into the ground the same way you did this year. I can't do it, right? You saw in the finals how he wasn't the same, right? Against some of these teams where he had to play, like against like some, like they had to take him out because he was a, Curry was cooking him. He was playing 40 minutes the whole playoffs, right? But like, if he, right, but if he doesn't play 40 minutes, if he's got fresh legs, it's it's not going to happen again. He will be like Giannis's dad again. It's That's, huge. Yeah. It's massive. So you need another big man, a bench big man that can kind of dispel Al Horford in some of these times, right? Make him a little fresher going into the playoffs where he doesn't have to play 30 minutes a night during the regular season and then take on a massive postseason workload. Like, they need a guy. I know in the past we had Enos Cantor Freedom and... Oh, no. brother. Hear me out. I'm saying, you need like, but Daniel Tice, we found, is not it. Daniel Tice was not used in that in that Warriors series, right? He couldn't, when Al Horford was out, it felt like uh, we were kind of at a loss for height and for our strength because Grant Williams was trying to play the four all the time. And if we had someone that could, you know, be a better Tice, we could get Horford fresher, especially in games when it counts, when you know he's going to have to play 35 minutes. It's just that the other 15 minutes or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, 23 minutes is not oh, 35 13 yeah. minutes whatever my math the other minutes you're not you're not getting the same production and then you're expecting horford to come back out there and be the same so I, yeah i want i want to i want to i do really like tice but you can see that he is rudy gobert levels of will get exposed and he'll get exposed on the three-point line if you get a switch to make him come out He's not fast enough or agile enough to stay in front of guards. And then you put him deep into the post. He's not big or strong enough to keep up with like he, really will, skilled big men. I will say he's strong enough. He's not tall enough. So right. like that's so, what I'm saying. They just oop. yeah. So he can't he can't match up against like Bam Adebayo because Bam is just gonna block the hell out of every every one of his shots. Even if he has the body, like Tice is a bigger body. It's just that the height difference is just not going to work against some of these bigger power forwards and, and centers. Um, and so you need a guy that is not only going to be tall, but is going to allow you to play him minutes when 
Al Horford is sitting and not have to worry about, oh, Al Horford's going to get a short rest. That's the one thing is I can't have Al Horford play 36 minutes and uh, in a playoff, uh, average 36 or 37 minutes in a playoff series at age 36. I can't do it. Can't do it. Again, unless he was rested and then he's doing that for the finals. For sure. For sure. I mean, that's the only thing. So that's when you get another guy there. Um, and then the last thing, Max, I was going to say is um, a ball. Like, so some sort of ball handler. I don't know if this that is means... outside of your scoring guard. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if that means a starter. So the one thing that we, we saw is ball handling. I, I couldn't count on anybody. I couldn't do it. Smart. You don't want to count on smart. Couldn't count on him. Ball handling. Couldn't count on him. It's um, it was just a lot for, for me to see someone like, um, Smart lose the ball at moments, Tatum lose the ball at moments, Brown lose the, lose the ball at moments, and it felt like when someone wasn't playing, you know, when someone was losing the ball, they pass it to the other guy and he'd lose the ball. How many times, Max, did you see Tatum lose the ball and then? Brown would start the next play and then he'd lose the ball. And then you're like, who do I go to? Right. White is losing the ball at times. Smart is losing the ball at times. There's, there wasn't one guy where I could say in a moment where everyone is kind of getting, you know, we're just chaotic in losing the ball. There would be one guy to settle us down. And even if he wasn't a great player, you could count on him on making the right play. Right. Like, I don't care if he had, he, he averages four points and two assists. But if you could count on him to not lose the ball coming up the court or, you know what I mean? Like, or just making the right pass in ball movement. It's, I, I would totally trust that. It just, I felt like we didn't have it. So like, I feel like we need a guard that will play. And maybe Pritchard is that guard. It's just, we didn't see we just we need someone to step up it's just Pritchard didn't get a lot of minutes this year he actually I was looking at his uh game logs Max and his bot and his um his season stats he had he he had less minutes than he did his his last year so he averaged I think 19 minutes over the course of the season last year in more games he averaged 14 minutes this year so he actually his workload went down this year, and I know I don't know if you saw his exit interview, but he said my hope is to get, like my hope is to 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 have that confidence and show that confidence to the team and the organization that I can play more minutes and I can play twenty twenty five minutes and and consistently, and that's what he said. So I really hope you know Shrey, as far as little guards go, and I know the Celtics have a history of little guards. Mm. Peyton Pritchard's the best he's been he's, he's been the most consistent of those little guards he just hasn't been able to get the minutes to to prove that he could be a guy that we're looking for with as a point guard as a true point guard off the bench and that's someone we need like he's probably our best ball handler but if he's if they don't feel comfortable playing him in big moments and big spots it's a little bit of an issue. So that's something they may, he, he needs to get the confidence of the team because internally he could be that guy that I'm talking about. But if we can't get it from him and if the team feels like they can get it from him, then they're going to have to look uh, somewhere else. 
it was it was difficult not seeing him on the court for for periods of time when I felt like he was probably one of their best bench players in some of these early rounds, right, against Milwaukee and against um, Miami. His confidence is unparalleled. Yeah. And he can get you a bucket when you need a bucket. I actually think that that's a good point. So it's, Some people are talking about trading Pritchard. I, I would like to hold on to him. Uh, yeah, I want to see if he can grow. Year. I want to see if he can grow into the type of guy that I'm looking for. Think about how far Grant Williams came this year, though. Yeah. Think about how far Grant Williams came this year. I mean, Peyton Pritchard is only a sophomore. Yeah. Give him at least another two. Let him finish out his rookie contract. Then we'll see what we can do. And again, he's not a liability. I'm straight. Like, we're, we're, we're not taking into account the fact that, like, he can just, like, he can play. Mm. He can play. If we're looking at the scope of the NBA and the team as a whole, he has made big shots. He has given us what we need at times. He is not a Tremont Waters or a Carson Edwards. Quick break. <laughs> the fastest misses I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Pass the ball to Carson. Yeah, oh my god! Remember a, when we had him? Terrible. He had a quick clip, and it it just every every one of them was a blank. <laughs> he was he blank. was he was not an NBA player. That no, unfortunately, unfortunately, and it's I mean, it feels like of what Brad Stevens has done, and it is a time to like kind of reflect. It feels like what Danny Ainge kind of set. He he gave us he gave us a lot of the players that we have right, but he gave us more than we needed. What Brad Stevens did well in was actually making the tough decisions that Danny Ainge couldn't, in removing the players that felt like were redundant or didn't really have a path to 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 grow here and to and and couldn't really you know find a role here, right? He like something that Danny Ainge couldn't do is he would have all these picks and he picked a lot of great players. And that's something we could say right now is Danny Ainge drafted really well. But one thing he didn't do really well was player management. And that's something that he did very poorly. And he didn't let the right players go at the right times. He didn't get, he didn't allow, uh, he didn't remove any redundancy. He, he kind of let, tried to let it play out and see which players would win jobs. And when players were kind of battling each other and not really affecting each other or not really affecting the game because they were battling for minutes and they didn't have enough time on the court to affect the game. He just let that play out. And that's something Brad Stevens took, took it upon himself to remove the Kemba. You know what I mean? He oh didn't, he, he gave, removed semi yeah, no, like giving Grant Williams a path to minutes, giving Pritchard moving Dennis minutes. Schroeder, really interesting call. He was like, he's like, yeah, this isn't working. Allowing Smart to start at guard, right? And and that's something that with Brad Stevens as a coach and with the amount of guards that they had in the past, Smart would have these times when he would be the starting guard and he'd be the 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 backup guard. He'd come off the bench and then he'd come back and he'd be starting guard and then you know what I mean? Like he would kind of flip flop. Brad Stevens removed a lot of redundancy to make smart that starting guard and it worked out for him. So now it's just about, it's not even about breaking anything up at this point. I think we're past that point. We're past all this breaking, breaking anyone up, breaking the team up, starting over. We're done with that. Now it's just about, can these players internally make the growth necessary to, to on the, on the biggest stage, understand what is needed and what what they need from their teammates and what the teammates need from them. If they can understand that this, this, this same team could win a championship, but that is a huge gap 
in every player internally making that that connection of what do what do my teammates need from me what do i need from my teammates to win it and that's that's a huge that's like a lifelong nba thing right it's huge but they've been up to this point they've gotten to that last step they just haven't completed the journey yet and now this is what's going to get them to that journey i feel wow that destination wow I'm just I'm ruminating on what you just said, and uh, yeah, I feel very philosophical. Was, I feel very Socrates like. That was quite that was quite profound, but I think that's a great analysis. Socrates, Shrek. It'll be here all week, folks. Socrates, hey, could be. I uh, wow, yes, I yeah, okay, I really like that. I like that, and uh. That mental side, that that leap of faith that they have to take in bridging that gap, yeah, yeah. Shrey remains to be seen. We had a hell of a season. We had a hell, hell of a season. season. Celtics in eight. Uh, <laughs> I'm still, well, I'm still, I'm still, I'm, I've been, I've been looking for my tickets. I can't find them on the web anywhere. <laughs> my game eight tickets. I'm, I'm sad that we're not going to have basketball for a little bit, but we'll have plenty of fresh content coming to the way of the people. And, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, this is this is not the best draft in the world, but anytime a draft happens and you guys new guys coming through systems and and just kind of that that talk um, is an exciting moment, right? So we're gonna have a absolutely. we're gonna have a good time next week talking about the draft, of, of course. Absolutely. All right. Well, you have been listening to another episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports. I'm your host Max, along with Shreyas. And we will see you next time. Peace.